What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. Ready for some hard-hitting mid-table action this weekend at Anfield, if you can believe it. We got ninth place Liverpool and 10th place Chelsea at historic Anfield, both sitting level on a measly 28 points in a very interesting Premier League race this year. Uh, They do have a game in hand. Uh, nonetheless, this is an absolutely huge matchup, Jay. I don't know if you realize this, man, but with a W here, with a dub, we could move up as many as four spots, depending on the outcomes this weekend, uh, and, and putting us, uh, outside the, the top four, obviously with it, with an outside, you know, chance to get there by year end. What an unbelievable turnaround. What a difference a dub makes. Dude, it feels like we haven't even spoken in, in, in a while. It's only been a couple days, but a lot's gone on. You got some initial thoughts on the big match tomorrow, man? Like, a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, who the hell would have thought that Liverpool and, and Chelsea were going to be scrapping mid-table, both being completely off-form, uh, despite reinforcements, despite paying tons of money to bring guys in? But listen, this is where we are. So, uh, it's always exciting to see these two teams play against each other. You got a little bit of an undercurrent of narrative with you know, Mo Salah always coming back to torture us for letting them go, etc. Um, it's a huge game for both teams going into the second half of the season. Both are in dire need of building up some momentum and starting to get some wins under their belt to compete. Um, so listen, it's, you know, it's going to be raucous in there. It's going to be a hell of a game, and I hope we can pull it off. I mean, I think it's going to be frantic in there, man. I, I mean, yeah. like, bo- both teams are going to be absolutely desperate. I, I mean, think about the situation of these two and the, the 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 difference in what we expect from top six, quote unquote, clubs. This year has been an unbelievable shakeup and it's made everything very, very zesty to say the least. But just think about all the teams that are separated right now, literally by, you know, three points, two points, one point. Uh, you know, everyone's played, you know, 18, 19, 20, 20 matches at this point. It's it's a very, very, very congested mid-table situation. That's what we're in right now. Uh, and at least now we have the opportunity to definitely make it to Europe. Uh, top four is still, I think, you know, fourth place is still the highest that we could achieve in my humble opinion right now. Uh, but at least now that's something that's in sight with Tottenham continuing to stumble and not take advantage of, of certain opportunities that's been presented to them. That's another topic for another time. But for right now, man, let's get into your one thing to look for tomorrow in particular against Liverpool. I'm just going to steal the, the obvious. It's, it's Mikhailo Mudrik. We got our hundred million dollar man. A lot of money. I keep on saying dollar. I don't know whatever currency. A hundred million of some hundred million shekels were thrown out for Mikhail Mudrik. Whatever you're calling it, it's a lot of money, bud. Um, I feel like we got to throw him out there. Yeah. And I think, and I think that with what this guy brings, I actually think it could be a decisive game changer. So, you know, how's he going to adjust to the intensity of the Premier League in general? This is a hostile environment to throw him out there for his first game. Why the hell not at this point? Um, I think just with where he plays and with some of the struggles that Liverpool have had, right? The, their, their midfield has been woefully underperforming all year, which has been 
one of their huge issues is linking up what they've been doing in the back with those top line guys who were exceptional. And then you've had some real shoddy performances by certain defenders that you would customarily think of just like pure reliability. So I, I want to see this guy run right at Trent Alexander-Arnold because he's never been a great defender and I want to see him cause problems. So that's what I'm looking for. Has it been great, Bob? Like on, on the no. back, on the back line for them. I mean, dude, Brighton, I, you know, I have, I have a friend, uh, you know, who's a huge Liverpool fan and he was hitting me up, you know, over the weekend, you know, before the Brighton match, he said, I'll be surprised if they don't blast three or four past us. And, and, and that's the, that's the type of form that they've been in. And, They've been struggling just as badly as as we have, and you know, sure. they definitely don't have the reinforcements coming in that we do. So I, I feel uh, you know blessed in 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 that sense. They haven't had they've had some injuries, but they haven't had quite the rash that we have. But that that seems like um, you know sheepish type problems. But if I'm looking for one thing, it's for us to at least try to build some momentum. And continue to take advantage of the fresh blood coming into the squad. If you've got fresh guys, they're going to be enthusiastic, willing to learn. And I think, especially coming into, generally speaking, larger clubs, everyone's going to be eager to prove themselves. And we need people that need to earn that paycheck, that crazy sense of urgency, and that dire desperation to be needed and a part of the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, this is a shot. Dude, you're going up against Liverpool in Anfield. I hope he gets run out there to start. If not, I hope he comes on to supply some energy later in the game. The big question with him at this point is that he just came off of a break, is what his fitness level is. And from the interview with Graham Potter, it looks like he had a wry smirk on his face. Like He he knows he's going to be in there. It's just a matter of whether he's going to start or whether he's coming in later. Well, I mean, at at this point, the way that uh, the Todd father has been – not so subtly flexing ridiculous amounts of cash. I mean, bro, these are like all-time fun coupon flexes that are happening right now. Um, there is a little bit of, I've seen some financial fair play um, complaints. I don't know if you've heard any of this stuff, but you know, I, you and I were both talking about how is he offering these guys eight-year contracts and, 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 and some of these interesting things. But apparently what he's doing is, which is very American, is adding year club and player options on the ends of the contracts, a la, you know, Major League Baseball, some of the other things that he's a little bit more familiar with. So the Todd father may be redefining the way some of the way these people do business and bringing a little bit of innovation into the situation. So let's let's see how that plays out. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He's going all in. Like the chips are on the table. The idea here is, yes, you can pay these fees. You're doing it in January, which is a real shitty time to go out and buy players because nobody really wants to sell. So you have to overpay and they have overpaid to get guys in. That doesn't necessarily indicate that they're not talented players, but we've paid a lot more than we would have needed to had this been over the summer. And the thought process is, yeah, go pot committed, give them those long-term deals and then spread that fee from an accounting perspective so you stay within FPP over the length of the contract. That's all well and good unless these guys suck. If if they suck and now you're sucking wind on these contracts for years and years and years and you don't have a way to get out of them, then we're going to be in deep shit. So hopefully this 
team of professionals that they put together to manage talent, to scout talent. Hopefully they've been working 24 seven and making sure that, listen, these guys are like at the top of our board. These are the guys that we want to put the big bets on and hopefully it works out. Uh, agreed, man. We, we definitely need to hit on some of these uh, because we are shelling out all kinds of cash and uh, giving our best to the folks in Ukraine. It's going to be great to have a Ukraine player on the, on the squad, just add a little bit more perspective and, and maybe some relevancy to what's happening over there. So, so uh, you know, shout out to uh, Mr. Mudrick, and we are glad to have him in the squad. Can't wait to see him wearing the number 15 out there in Chelsea Blue. So with that, brother, let's, uh, you know, pivot into uh, what we think the lineups are going to look like tomorrow. Uh, I almost, you almost think that the full book is open. Uh, anything is uh, out there in terms of available lineups with the players that we have available not that I think we're going to necessarily see a ton of shakeups, but uh, I know that we both agree that Kepa Aretha Balaga is going to be in goal. Aside from that, why don't you uh, start laying out the back line for us? Well, I'll start off with my formation. I'm going 4-3-3. Okay. I was toying with Duke going back to the 4-2-3-1 that we threw out against City. Obviously, City plays a similar brand of football as, as Liverpool, but I just the midfield of Liverpool has been so shoddy that I think we need extra reinforcements in there. And if we can dominate the middle of the field, that'll give us a really good chance to win. So I'm going with a 4-3-3. Okay. Uh, back line, I'm keeping it the same as I had last time. I have Kukurea, I have Betty Shile, I have Silva, and I want Trevor Chalaba again at right back. I don't care what you can bring going forward. I don't give a shit. Help us fortify the back line and help us keep a clean sheet or keep as many goals off the board. Uh, I, I mean... That's pragmatic thinking, man. That's smart lineup making. My only disagreement with you is I am going 4-2-3-1. I think Mason Mount is going to continue to find himself in that floating, free-flowing free role. Um, I actually have the exact same back four as you. Uh, you got to put Chalaba in there. Batty Ashile, the California Redwood, just mm, love that. Uh, Thiago Silva, Father Time, has no bearing on this dude. He is like swimming in the fountain of youth. He's Ponce de Leon. And then uh, you've got the long-haired, Samson-esque Mark Kukurea on the left-hand side. Yeah, I I was thinking about Lewis Hall, and I was just like, man, this kid, I I do not want Mo Salah running at this kid. No. I don't think that would do anything good for him. So I was like, all right, Mark Kukurea, he's at least had some experience. Let's let's see what he can do first, and if we have to change up, we can change up. Agreed. Not at Anfield. Uh, And he got another situation. And look, let's, let's face it. Lewis has had a couple of runouts. He he he. You know he had his he had his opportunities. Took a little bit of a knock. Looked like you know the last time out. Uh, probably giving him an opportunity to refresh. And yeah, Mark Kukure has got real Premier League experience. Whether we like his you know recent performances uh, in the blue or not, uh, it, it is up for debate. But he uh, he nonetheless will get the start tomorrow for sure. I'm with you. All right, midfield. So. Uh, I have a midfield three. I am going with the experience of Jorginho. I need him in the middle. Uh, and he's going to be flanked by Mason Mount and Mateo Kovacic. Well, I mean, I agree uh, with <laughs> with everybody else you have in the pitch so far. Uh, I'm just putting uh, Georgie and Kova in a midfield two in front of the four. Uh, and, and, you know, in my, in my formation, Mace will be the floating available number 10. Gotcha. 
All right, my three up top, uh, well, I wouldn't have thrown out my one thing if I wasn't going to start Mikhailo Mudrik, so he's going to start. Uh, I've got Hakeem Ziyech going out there, and I have Kai Havertz, and I'm just hoping, dude, like, if this is what they run out, we need one of those good Kai Havertz games. We like we, we need it so bad because I don't know where the goals are going to come from. I don't think they're going to come from the midfield. And if we have Mikhail Mudrik barreling at Trent Alexander-Arnold and we have Hakeem Ziyech who will score the occasional goal but really is more of a guy who's going to whip these bad boys into the box, Kai Havertz has got to go out there and get one. So, uh, so that's my front three. Well, and – you know, Shay, I, I hate when this happens, but I have the exact same lineup. I'm just in a four-two-three-one. You're in a four-three-three. You got to put Kai back in because he did get the goal last game. Um, you have to let the guy get an opportunity to get it to his stride. Ziyech got the assist. He's looked dangerous. You just paid eight hundred and seventy, eleven billion for Mudrick. You got to put him out there. Uh, you know that that's happening. I am really just hoping that. I get to see Fofana sometime soon. I'm at, I, I just want to see this guy. I, I just, I want to see him, you know, running at people. I want to see him in real life. I would like to see what he does or doesn't add. So I will yeah. say this, you know, Kai is going to start. I hope that we see a dash of him out there because I really do. I want to see what he's made of. Um, you know, obviously he's not on the pitch because of what they've seen in training or they don't think he's ready or, or whatever the case may be. We're not there at Cobham every day. But uh, I'm eager to see what he has. I'm with you on that. Um, and even if he has been showing well, it's just you've got Kai Havertz as up and down as he is. You at least know you have somebody up there who has the talent, who has the skill set, and on his day is really good. And you have a really, really young, inexperienced player in Fafana. So I don't know if Anfield Liverpool is the right oh, time to throw him out. For the start. I feel like if we are going to see him, I don't think if we're down a goal late, I don't think we're seeing him. I don't think he's going to be the guy to come and rescue it. I think this will have to be that we're we have the game in hand and we want some fresh legs up top, and he could just run around and try to give them hell in the midfield and kind of clear up the back line in case there's a counter. But we're going to need to get a lead first. We got to get some goals in. Agreed. So with that in mind, do you have a prediction for tomorrow's outcome? Oh, and I didn't even get this in. Seven thirty a.m. East Coast no. time. I know, I know, I know. Oh, man. I, I, I will be ready. My kid wakes me up every day at like 6, 6.30, so I will be ready, like it or not. No doubt. Dude, I, I don't want to be a downer. I really, this is so, I, all of my predictions recently have been so fucking boring. Um, I'm calling a 2-2 draw. I think there will be goals. I think we'll find a couple. I think they're going to find a couple. I hope this isn't the case. But I'm calling a 2-2 draw. I wanted to go 3-2. But then I was thinking to myself, I was like, can we really bag three? I mean, I don't know. But, dude, again, Liverpool has been bad. And we need this. And if I am going to say that I believe in in this squad. And look at me with the optimism, which yes. is not my Come on, I suit. want it. I want it. It's I like, want it. This is not I want my, it. this is not my strong suit. This is like belief is not my thing. But I believe. <laughs> and I think Chelsea Football Club is going to stiffen up. I think with the California Redwood Batty Ashile 
and Thiago Silva, we can limit them to one. Keppa is also going to have to make some saves. We're going to limit them to one. Jordan Henderson is going to be denied his annual goal against us. And Chelsea Football Club 2, Liverpool 1. Your lips to God's ears. I wanted to be positive. I wanted to be positive. I wanted to be optimistic. And I'm just like, man, two teams, they both kind of suck. They're both... Uh, it's going to be like a boring-ass draw, and which at the end of the day is not the absolute worst outcome against a Liverpool team in Anfield. That's not... Uh, I mean, unless we play like shit and we end up with a 1-1 draw and we should have won the game, I won't come away... Or a 2-2 draw, I won't come away disappointed. But, man, it, it really... You're right. It's, 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 again, just psychologically one of these moments where we got the win over Palace. It wasn't pretty, but we got it done. We should, they should not be the para- the barometer for the type of club we are, but if we can beat Liverpool in Anfield and then just start to like brick by brick by brick by brick and start to build this. And we got guys in training who are getting healthy. Both you know, Reese James, Bench Hillwell are on the pitch. Fafana is practicing. We got guys who are going to start to come in a few weeks time. We could start to have a healthy squad. Who the hell knows? Who knows? Maybe we can piece this thing together. It's a long season. We do know this. It's very, very long. So hopefully the boys can get it together. Tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Chelsea Football Club, Liverpool at Anfield. It's going to be nuts. Jay, I love doing these podcasts with you. Glad for all the listens. Glad for all the likes. Thank you for all the subscribers. Thank you for everybody that follows us on Instagram. We really appreciate it very much. We'll be back with a breakdown uh, post-match tomorrow. Thank you guys. uh, You know, again, America is blue. We'll be back again soon.